Let's get it. Yo, yo. Salute, salute. Big salute, OG. What's going on with you? Chilling, chilling, maintaining. Hey, man, I appreciate you stepping out tonight, man. Listen, for those who don't know, they're going to get a hell of a show tonight. Wild Tuna exclusive. We here with Rudy Lowe. Legend. Big legend. I see you got the life on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I had to wear the merch, you know what I mean? Well, that's for sure. That's for I sure, had promote, man. I had to promote. That's for sure. Listen, major impact in hip-hop, major hip-hop impact in the culture, you know what I'm saying, in the movement. So we're going to take it all the way back, man. I know you I know you tell the story a lot, but we on another platform, and I'm, I'm going to ask you the same, you know what I'm saying, flow of how it go, man. Tell us from the very beginning how this thing got started, for those who don't know. Um, I'm a first-generation Ralphie kid. But um, the older generation created the Ralphie kids. So yeah. maybe, let's say, um, about ranges from about three to five years, maybe like maybe about three to seven years older right. than us. Um, before that, um, all right, let's take it back. Um, where I'm from geographically mm -hmm. is I'm from Brownsville, born and bred in Brownsville. But every day I went to Crown Heights. They like they neighbors. So okay. um, me and my peers like to categorize it as Crownsville, a compound word of both areas. Mm -hmm. um, in Crown Heights, they was the two front posse. When I was when I was real real young, before I came out the house, and I came out the house early. When when go when cats first came out, right. my older peers they had cats and stuff, so they was I guess identified by that, so they was called a two front posse. Right. Then it, and then it evolved to um, St. John's Polo Posse. Okay. Right. Um. It was an older generation, like um one of my OGs, Georgie, G. George. You know, maybe we call him Puerto Rican Georgie. He got two other siblings, Lisa. She's the first original female for our culture. Mm -hmm. uh, um, little Lisa and his brother Heck, they right. was they was you could say they was young kleptos when they was real little, <laughs> but they was they were still up for fun and recreation and, and right. clothes. Now, um, one of the one of the real oh not real OGs, one of the other OGs, they they was Latino even though it's a black black neighborhood. Right. Uh, the OG friends, which is Curtis, he's black. <clears throat> um, I, I like to say they um they did a collaboration. Mm -hmm. They taught Frizz how to steal. Frizz taught them how to fight and do other things. But right. on, a, on a large scale, we were still in for survival skills mm -hmm. and for personal personal gain, personal wear. Right. Frizz, Frizz, at an extremely early age, he interjected the art entrepreneur skills with us. Mm -hmm. He the one taught us that um, besides us uh, 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 clothing ourselves and feeding ourselves, we can make a revenue from it. Right. And um and even back then we started off with like even though we, we had clothes and we were selling it for ourselves, when we first started selling merch or or, 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 or marketing and branding and selling clothes, mm -hmm. it was tans, batteries, scarves. That was stuff that we stole in abundance and we sold it in wholesale. Right. Now, um where we live at is Utica, 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 Rinson, the last stop on a four train in Crown Heights. So right. it's 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 it's, it's Always traffic, almost. That's where the um the Labor Day parade starts at, dear. That's okay. where it starts at the West Indian Day parade. 
You got going down the hill. You got um, it's the last stop on the train. You got like two major buses going, and it got dollar vans. So you know, it, it, it's extremely popular. Right. Um, an older gentleman, he actually still alive. He lived around my way still. Named Reggie. He was um, Guyanese. He had a lot of children. He yeah. was the first entrepreneur that me and my peers ever came in contact with. When I say that, meaning he the first person I ever saw sell clothes on a gate okay. or sell clothes on the table outside the train. Right. That, that was our first Right. Um, so, one, um, um, it was a little bit of people from other areas, but it was mainly Crown Heights. In, in, in the extremely beginning, it's like I like I said it before. This this is Ralphie kids. Now, um, we used to, let's say, all right. I'm gonna start out like this in a fashion sense. Um, we got to keep in mind when we was younger, being 12, 13 years old going in a, in a high-end apartment store, going in an apartment store without an older person with you. You know, they looking where your parent at, who you with, you know, you right. can't purchase nothing for yourself, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we had to get, you know, crafty and, and, and innovative. You know what I mean? Right. To be able to go, um, we call a meow. A meow, uh, I, don't, I don't remember who created that term, but a meow is, is, is an acronym, short for mission. So that's what we used to call when we go on our excursions or while we go on our journeys to make revenue, right. to make money, we call it meow. So right. now, to go on the meow, like I said it before, a lot of a lot of our peers was older than us. So we're, we're going to the department store accompanying them, um, appear to be like a little brother or something like that, right? right. Um, of course, before we was low lights and all that stuff, and most of the people that really, that was really deep in our culture, we call ourselves and we recognize ourselves as city slickers. Okay. City slickers. Because before we can go anywhere else, we had to master our own backyard, which right. was the city, Midtown. You no, know, Apple, Big Apple, the city of dreams. We want right. to go there. You know what I mean? Um, even though I'm a Brooklyn guy, I'm a Brooklyn kid at heart, I love Manhattan. I love Manhattan better than Brooklyn. Right. Only, only because that's where I made my revenue at. That's where my dreams, my ambitions came from. And that's the bright light. You know what I mean? Like, um, later on in life, I understand that that's the crossroads of the world. You know what I mean? I understood that right. later on. But when I was a child, it just, it, it, no, it was like almost being on the stage or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I always craved for attention at, at, at that time. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. once we started going to Midtown, of course, it got redundant and we got hot after a while. You know, our faces got familiar. We couldn't right. go here. We couldn't go there. So at that stage, we became extra innovative. Um, when we was children, we used to get the newspaper. You know, it's still the same thing. The newspaper had Macy's there, Macy's. Or I used to really look at it, even from when I used to go to DFY, Jet Magazines. I don't know if you remember the magazines. I yeah, I do, I do. Jet Magazine. They little always, fucks. Yeah, they used to always have a beauty of the week. Like a little, a little, a little fashion female in there. But right. in the beauty of the week, on the back of the beauty of the week, they used to always have the stores, dealers, um, Becks, Belks, um, right. you know, all the <laughs> shopping stores that sold high-end clothes. Right. So just like that, and just like the newspaper, we'll look on the bottom and then it'll say, oh, um, Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Mm -hmm. So we knew we'd go to the Port Authority or Metro North or wherever we go up for transportation, <coughs> get, a, get a ticket, go there. We get off, we easy ask the cab driver, excuse me, can you take me to the mall? Tyson's Corner, I'm going to meet my parent or my grandmother or whoever. Right. We go there. 
you, you do what you do, stash the stuff in the woods, and you, you come right back. You right. know what I'm saying? And that was at extremely young age because we burnt it out. So we like to say we took our show on the road. Right, that's you it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 and it was large, it was big, big steps for people that when you're a teenager, I'm talking about you're not even 16 yet, 12, 13, 14, you going state to state, coming right. back. Now, back then, um, creating or dealing with retail theft or shop, shoplifting was extremely easier, extremely easier. A lot of stores didn't have sensors at the time, alarms. A lot of stores did not have alarms. Um, so let's say, for example, I don't know if you remember Herman's. Herman's was a, a sporting goods store, a big sporting goods store. It was, it was everywhere, like Models. It was a big chain right. everywhere. Okay. They sold, they sold um, marvelous clothes. They sold Decente, K2, um, Rossignol, Black Ice, right. Head, you know, all this athletic stuff, ski products and stuff like right. that. So we'll go out of town and go in one of them spots. The racks is big. The racks is tall. We're hot in the racks grab a duffel bag and put like 40 coats in a duffel bag, a big ski duffel bag right. and walk out and we'll walk out and acting like our moms left us in the store. So like, like, we're mine, dragging it back. She left me in, she ain't buy the ski. Right. She was still there. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Right, and, right. And, and, and it just grew on us. Um, it, like I said before, I like to stress, it started out as a need and a necessity because mm -hmm. of our upbringing. From from, right. from from harsh upbringing, you know what I mean? Some of our family members was, most of them was, let's say, alcoholics, drug addicts. Some was incarcerated. Some dodged right. the bullet, you know what I mean? Dodged their responsibility. Right. But I know for me pers personally, and most of my peers, it became addictive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, um, it went beyond survival. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because, right. like I said, we had it in abundance. So it became addictive. Um, um, as you know, going on me, I was going in the city, going to school, you run across different people. You know right. what I mean? You know, um, like I said before, Utica Avenue's in Brooklyn. That's the four and the three line. Okay. Um, when I was a child, the other major force was the Decepticons. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm special in different ways and I'm privileged. Um, I like to say that for my era and me and my peers, I like to brag and boast that I'm the glue that kept everything together. When right. I say that, I'm meaning this. The block that I'm from is prospect between Ralph and Buffalo. Technically, mm -hmm. Ralph Avenue is the borderline of Brownsville and Crown Heights. Okay. Now, the older people from the next generation from, from my generation was yeah. Tomahawks. That was a gang that was popular in New York City. Sonny Carson was associated with them. Um, they had a movie called Education of Sonny Carson, and that was about the Tomahawks. Right. Um, that's my family. So coming off the high of the Tomahawks, my block and my building, the court building, had so much of a reputation that the police and people never messed with us in my neighborhood. I, like, we ran out of my neighborhood, my building. Right. So therefore, me and my peers growing up, you know, of course, we we did what we wanted a little bit because we was young. So, you know, the right. other people let us get away with stuff because they ain't want the problems with the older people. Right. Now, on the corner of my block is where Trent shouted out Big Rumble, CBS. That's where the original Decepts is from, the original. Right. Um, From my building, my, my big homie Blitz, his name is Blitzwing, the Dirge, and Tone, they was original Decepts as well. They from my building. Okay. 
Um, so I had the privilege of being messing with them right. and the low life because I am original low life. Like I said before, I was around before the low life title came about. I was around. I was around them since second grade. Right. And that, now, is it is it true that the low life title really you know caught on after a a, a conversation with a young oh, lady? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, okay, that's, okay. That's, 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 that's factual. That's factual. Okay, um, okay. Um, um, I was gonna get up to that. That's factual. With, with, with us, um, like I said, with us integrating and, and, and doing or doing what teenagers do, we came across a lot of other people. Um, right. One of my peers, shout out to Rack Low, RL Jury. Um, he's from our side, from SJP. But, um, okay. you know, like I say, stated before, due to hardship and living conditions, um, right. he had had to relocate to Midtown for a minute. That's where a whole lot of my convos at. They say to Prince George, the Nathan, that, that was the welfare hotels. You know, like if you went, if your family lost their apartment for whatever reason, a fire or whatever, yes. you move up there until you get relocated. Right. Um, after he went through that process, he moved with his family in Marcus Garvey. Now, I had family in Marcus Garvey too. My uncle Edward, God bless the dead, he lived in, the, in Marcus Garvey. Rack had family in the Garvey. So now, right. once Rack moved to the Garvey, we started interacting with the Garvey more. You understand what I'm saying? Even though we ran through a few of them beforehand. Like, for example, um, my man Ski, shout out Ski Black. He was in class with Fred. Him and God bless the dead, Marco Polo. So they've been on our side before. But right. as, as a big, on a large scale, it wasn't done until Rack moved there. And once, you know, once we start more interacting, mm -hmm. it became a marriage. You know what I mean? It was right. SJP and MGV. Now, right. once that happened, we started socializing more together because you know right. me and my peers was strictly money i yeah, took my yeah. strictly money was the older peers used to go out to socialize and mess with broads and all that me and my peers it was strictly we wasn't playing games wasn't doing that we was going to be out three times a day come back sell our stuff might go to my man av house make some cookies play with his dog ginger and we going to bed early by nine o'clock <laughs> no no lie i still go to bed early now because we waking up about seven, eight o'clock, we on that nine o'clock me out. Then we got to be right. on the 12 o'clock me out. Then we got to be on the four o'clock me out. You understand right. what I'm saying? So now once we came across Brownsville, their schedule was a bit different. Um, So we, if we didn't catch them on a four o'clock me out, we mainly caught them in the city. Okay. When we went to 42nd Street, you know, the Broadway, the Deuce, Times Square. We went to hang out on the weekends. That's when the stores wasn't open. This, the stores right. are open now. Right. Um, um, Like I said before, once we merged with them, you know, everybody, you know, it's, it's how it is in life. Different circles and different ciphers have some people that's popular uh, for whatever reason, for different reasons. Right. Once we went, once we, once we went to the Garvey, once Iraq moved to Brownsville to the Garvey, um, you got people that stand out like Thurston. Thurston Howard III is Vic Lowe. Okay. Um, he stood out as a authority figure. Disco. Right. Um, Beck Live. Technically, he reps Marcus Garvey, hanging Marcus Garvey, but he's not from there, but he used to be on our side already. Okay. So long story short, once we came together, we started, you know, going to hang out together. One mm -hmm. day we was on 42nd Street, and like I say, Vic, Vic, Vic messed with the broads a lot, you know what I mean? Like, he used to be suave, you know what I mean? That's right, right. Um, 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 so, like I said, he was, you know, you, you, you trying to rap, you get a female number, 
she might slide. You know what I mean? You think she's gone, so now you get the next number. You know, back then, <laughs> people had competition right. going on. You know what I mean? Yo, I yeah, bet yeah. you I get 20 numbers, you get 50. You know what I mean? So he doing right. his numbers, doing his do. She came back and she knocked him. You feel what I'm saying? And right. she used the terminology in a, a derogatory term in a negative sense. But we was always using the terminology low because right. low is short for polo. Right. So once she said that, God bless the dead, like the comrade, um, B Bill, Shice Low, Booster Billy, Cat Mike, Dead right. Cat. Um, he got hyped. Like he he was he's one of the people that was the most animated out of us. You know okay. what I mean? Animated with his hands and he's he's, he's full of energy, a, a ball right. of energy. You know, he starts stomping his feet on the crowd, he started getting hyped like boy, like yeah, that shit is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like people call him Mumra, they call him Dead Cat. You know what I mean? Like he don't care. You feel right. what I'm saying? He didn't care. Right. So he didn't care about the low life terminology. He was hype over it. So everybody else didn't really jack it at first. So once he jacked it, and you know, and it's caught on like wildfire. Right. People jacked it. And that's that's where the terminology came from. Even though some people like to remix, cause they be capping, no facking, and and say it came from other places and said, No, I was there. I was standing right there when it was made. I was right there during right. the whole incident. Right. The whole incident I was there. You feel what I'm saying? And I have that, a memory that of an elephant. My shit is immaculate. And right. I, I, I'm not going to front. Sometimes it sounds ignorant, sound ignorant, but I really don't think about nothing else. Like my whole life, I always thought about the same thing redundantly over and over and over in different ways because right. this same thing always been my vision. It, it gets bigger. I become more innovative. Sometimes I have to add and change things, but mm -hmm. it's still it's still the same thing. So anytime right. I ever went on 42nd Street, anytime something major ever happened, I'm, my mind is still intact. You feel right. what I'm saying? I used to be a um, a rapper. I used to rhyme. So mm -hmm. if I can use the same energy and memory skills I can use to memorize a rhyme, right. I transferred that to law when I was in prison and I had life to get out. You understand what I'm saying? So right. unbeknownst to myself, I already, even though when I first started getting incarcerated when I was young, I was illiterate, I never mm -hmm. knew that I... I possess them skills. Right. You understand what I'm saying? The skills right. I'm talking about is this. Now that I'm older, when I was incarcerated, I taught a few classes. Like, I facilitated sometimes. And, okay. you know, the older you get, the more you communicate with people. You know, the more right. well-rounded you become. Um, i come to realize that people like myself that was illiterate, rough background, uh, people that's gang members, um, people that's five percenters, even if you're not or we, if we wasn't educated in a traditional sense, right? If something grabbed our attention, we know how to use the second, second-rate stuff. Meaning that, all right, I might, I might not know how. In the beginning, I didn't know how to use syllables. I didn't know how to do words. I, I didn't learn a traditional sense. Right. So someone had to verbally tell me it. I remember it by visual sight, but I got memories. I got right. memories. My memories are intact. So I'm right. saying that for you no, know, for a reason. So I always exercise memory skills. I did a lot right. of time in a box, a whole lot of time in a box. So I have a vivid imagination and right. I constantly replay stuff. And right. Happened that day. Yeah. Now, um, from there, you just get them. Um, this, 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 I don't know. I'll be trying to picture it. Like, people from my era can understand it. Mm -hmm. 
this is one of the reasons why I always want an in-depth book on. Right, that's for sure. I think you got a phone call again. Hey, hey, shout out to everybody. We're gonna we're gonna run it right back. We got a phone call. We're gonna bring it right back in. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. We live with Rudy Low on a wild tune exclusive. You know what I'm saying? One of the original low lifes. So definitely tap in, share the live. Let's get it proper. We're gonna get back to the story. Let's get it. Salute, salute, salute again, man. My bag, man. My phone keep ringing, man. No, it's all love, man. Hey, man, you're a popular <laughs> man, man. I, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> so, um, they got, um, in our community, they had, they had popular areas, milestone, like yeah. the Empire Skating Ring. Extremely popular for crowd, like for Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Empire as a teenager. Right. <laughs> so you get to see people from other areas. Right. Um, like I said again, 42nd Street, going to movies. And of course, you know, the 80s. I'm a hip hop baby. Right. Low life is hip hop. And hip hop is low life. Right. Like, to me, it's one of the same. I can prove it through reason and logic. Um, so of course, we was in the club. Of course, uh, uh, um, you know what I mean? We was influenced by the things that other people was influenced by. But right. by, us, by us making that collaboration, we just be we begin to grow and grow right. and grow. You feel right. what I'm saying? And right. When you got a group of people walking out of block, you're gonna draw a lot of attention. But when you got a group of fly people walking out of block, now that's extraordinary. Right. Different. You feel what I'm saying now? Right. The younger generations and people that's from not not from New York City geographically or the tri-state area. <laughs> <laughs> People tend to find it hard to believe that me and my peers, low life or urban urban streetwear, mm -hmm. that we propelled and excelled Ralph Lauren clothes to the next level. Um, unbelievably, unbelievably. Um, this for some of my peers, and I, I I'm gonna keep it clean. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be controversy. Some of my peers didn't have the same dreams that I had in the beginning. Right. Like I said it before, I always had these dreams all my life. Mm -hmm. um, when I was released in 95, once I started my entertainment rap career and all that, when I created the logo and all that, right. I had to create a bio, you know what I mean? And right. I, so when I created my bio and my press kit, I went to the library um, on 42nd Street and 5th Avenue on the public library. Did mm -hmm. my research. From 1986 to 1992, Ralph Lauren sales went up in the urban department. Mm -hmm. the urban department. His clothes wasn't intentionally made for urban America, which was black, right. Spanish, Latino America. It was right. originally produced for what it's produced for, rugby, polo, um, croquette, and whatever right. else it was made for. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, a brass button, Carnegie is made for you to go to school in. Right. You know what I'm <laughs> but, but, but we took it, 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 we threw our urban twist on it. But now once we started wearing it on a large scale, some rappers started wearing it. Other street people start wearing it. So the first few years, them golden years, mm -hmm. Ralph Lauren caught on. Somebody in this country. Right. So he said, all right, we're going to make RL. First, they made Ralph RL Company. The mm -hmm. bullshit jean shit to it. 
to right. make our jeans for the jeans they have to be double RL or RL country with the narrow shit. So now the right. urban people can fit in that. Then he went and did what all the other major corporations do. And I'm old enough to know that now. Back then, I didn't know. Mm. He came out with Polo Sport. Mm. Polo Sport. Anytime it's sport, it's cheap. Range Rover Sport, cheap. That's for the black people. That's a, a technical way to say cheap. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You right. got the high end, cream of the crop, and you got the sport. But we don't know right. no better as, as, as consumers. You feel what I'm saying? So that's when our sales went up. And the sales went up when... He was making classical items that came back out in the retro era, which is big flags, big yachts, the mm -hmm. big crowns, the big mm -hmm. silk. You feel what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> we know for some reason, we love stuff that's loud, vibrant. Right. Stuff that you can see the logo like this big ass logo from all the way down the block. Right. You know what I mean? You want to be seen. Right. So them big symbols he was coming out and with the colors and with his color schemes, like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't support Ralph Lauren. Don't get me wrong, but right. anything I do, I gotta keep it a hundred. Right. I was in love with his clothes back then, and what he did now <laughs> still can't be matched in a fashion sense. Right. Because I know the dynamics that Versace and everybody else emulated a copy of Ralph Lauren. Copy, mm -hmm. copy before the Versace silks and all that came out. <laughs> the silk crowns, the silk crazies was already there. You feel what I'm saying? Brass buttons <laughs> and all that other stuff was already there. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So. Me and my peers, we, we, we did it on a real, real large scale, extremely mm -hmm. large scale. Even though some people took on other names or some people didn't. See, without being controversy, two of the most, of a, two of my most popular, um, I'm gonna say maybe two of the most popular lowlights beside myself. Yeah. Um, neither one of them believed in this. When I say this, meaning lowlights as books, Movies, merch, because they said right. it was going. I'm talking about. They said it's in the beginning, '95. It's going to be negative because we did negative things, and people remember us for negativity. So right. I told them like, I don't know how to separate it. Like when I became an artist, I was myself. I was Rudy. I don't know right. how to be fake. Like I never knew how to do that. I don't know how to to lie. I can't lie. Lie. I can't. I can't be corny. I. I it's mad. No, I don't know how to do it. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, that's right. And I've never been ashamed of my past. I never, everything I've been through, even with the life in prison, and mm -hmm. since, minus my son, minus me being out being out of my son life, mm -hmm. I wouldn't change it for nothing else. Because right. it showed me who certain people is, and I may not be alive now, or I may not be in the mind frame that I am now if I didn't go through that then. Yeah, because a lot of my peers that I know I would have been with on one of them things is away for a lot of time. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I would have been on. I know. I, I know me. I would have been on one of them. Right. But um, and, and I even change it, huh? And, and even even that process, you even had, I believe, if I if I did my research correct, somebody that you was close to had caused you to you know even do that time. If, if that's true. Um, yeah. Facts. Facts. So called friends. I actually, I actually, actually, um, he called me about two days ago. Okay. Uh, he posed and gave me something. Um, about two months ago, I ran into him in Harlem. And um, he allegedly said he wanted to put the differences aside. And uh, he, I guess he's going to give me something to take away. It's nothing you could give me to take away. I did nine years and four months. So it's yeah. nothing you could do to take that time back. So you know what I said. You know, I'm a slick, sarcastic motherfucker. Since it's my time, I can't take time back. You can't rewind time. So fuck it. I'm, you was a hot nigga. I'll take a watch. 
<laughs> I can remember you because every time I think about my time, I think about him. And right. It blows my mind. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. <laughs> so hopefully, I'm gonna shout you out, Junior Mafia member. I know you watching. What up, bro? Tuesday passes. Holla at your kid, man. You know what right. I mean? We can put that passer. But That's um, true. <laughs> uh, uh, um, shit become shit become more 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 mixy now. What I know, I was gonna say what I feel. What I know is this: it's not. It wasn't the clothes that we wore that makes us popular. Right. It's the trials and tribulations that we went through to get the clothes, and it's the era that we was in that we had the clothes. You right. see, right now, every a whole lot of people. Everybody named Mama's fly now. Everybody wear high end clothes. Everybody wear jewelry. Right. But this is a different era. It's right. not rough like it was back then for our families. And it's not rough like that is now in the street. Niggas ain't robbing you for a shirt. When I was going to jail, niggas was robbing you for a BVD. I said a BVD, a nylon shirt. Niggas is taking your drawers off you in jail when I went to jail. And I was in there with jury on, polo, jury right. all that. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I was walking around the streets when it meant something. When niggas will book you for a coat. Fuck jury. Niggas will, niggas will shoot you for a coat. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what makes us us. So right. if you take away the essence, the core, if you take away that, you take away the characteristics of what a low life is. Yeah. And this is what corporate America try to do and some of my peers try to do. That makes me extremely irate because of this. Um, right. I'm tired of shooting and being seen and redundant, but I know more than likely you saw um, horsepower. Indeed. Complex. Right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Complex. Try to the picture, the narrative that hip hop emphasis added. Hip hop took Ralph Lauren and Polo to the next level, and to incorporate that, he put Fabulous, Two Chain, Thurston Howell III, Rack Low, Raekwon the Chef, and whoever else in there to support what he was saying. Right. I beg to differ, and this is what I'm gonna prove right now to the to the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was a child, like I explained to um Dap, and I was just with him recently, um, the streets, rap rappers, which yeah. was rappers, not MCs, rappers. It's a right. difference. Rappers emulated the streets. Eric B and Rock Kim used to be around Supreme Magnetic, Baby Pa. 50 cent in them. Right. Out, uh, uh, LL Cool J and people from Harlem emulated Alpo, AZ, um, Supreme from Queens, Prince. Right. Fat Cat. Right. They emulated them. Right. And then the rest of the public emulated that. Right. That's how it was. That's real. So, when you saw all the motherfucking flowers, you see Biggie, you see Special Ed, Boot Camp, whoever, they essence comes from here. Right. Unrenowned. Unrenowned facts. See, now right. it's different. Now people emulate Lil Wayne and Lil Dirk and whoever. Now the streets emulate the rappers. This shit is like really backwards. No, that's real. You feel what I'm saying? 100%. So now also, in addition to when people work in nine to five jobs, when the people's on the block, hugging the block, doing whatever they do, it's me and my crew that's in the store getting to what's new. Right. And our distant cousin, the scammers, my man. You feel what I'm saying? That's for the right. modern sense. So, I'm bringing you 
the shit fresh off the floor, fresh from the flagship store. Right. Fresh off the floor, fresh from the flagship store. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Even though, even like now, even back then, niggas was shopping at outlets. You feel mm. what I'm saying? We be finding clothes from out of state that are not even out yet. Where you didn't even right. see the color. You didn't even see the shit yet. Right. That's the cream of the crop. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Because my thing is, if I'm a steal, I want to steal the best. If I'm going to go to the can, I might as well go to the can without passing the test. This is, this right. is my word, kid. Real talk. No, that's real. So, so we bringing you all that. I'm talking about this is unrenowned. Biggie Irrenowned. Um, I happen to have the... It was enjoyment. I watched... Um, Mad Ism on the brother from Channel Live, him and Klepto. I watched their show yesterday, right? Um, yeah, he interviewed Klep. Um, I always, I always, Klep a part of my book. I always have Klep as a part of my life. Kleptomaniac, right. um, Terrence from Flatbush, from Junior Mafia. Um, he was, he, he explained how he brought the fashion shits to Biggie. When I, people that's outside of Brooklyn, mm -hmm. when I explained that to them, that low lights has an input with that, they be looking like, oh. But my Conrad, Scott, white boy Scott, Henny Lope, original low lights. Original right. Junior Mafia. He the big homie to Junior Mafia. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? The big homie right. to them. Right. My man Webb, God bless the dead. So when Biggie when it did his first video, God bless the dead, and when he had the championship on with the rip in it, I already had cards and rollies, and, and we the same age. And I was already extra flower ready because right. I was feeling it. I had magic in my hands throughout the lands. You feel what I'm right. saying? <laughs> so now, Cutthroat was an extra, extra, extra fly dude. Mm -hmm. So Cutthroat explained that he only met he only met Biggie in '94. Okay. But he brought his style, his class, his finesse, and that swag right. with him, and right. incorporated that in Junior Mafia. Right. Now, my man's from FAP, Franklin Ave. You know what I mean? Um. Horace, he shouted out Horace. One of my mans, um, Haiti McGill's, and my man High, God bless the dead, and my man Little. High from Crown Heights, but he had moved to Detroit. Muslim, you know, Detroit got the Muslim thing going and all that. So this is 95. Right. right. We going to, I ain't go at first. They went the first time. They went to Detroit, you know, to go out there to, to visit High and to get money. Right. They went out there and stole mad Coogee, mad Gators in the Versace glasses. Right. So now, when they come back, Nobody in the city rocking them, man. They, nah, my little man, God bless the dead, little. Um, yeah. God bless the dead, motherfucking uh, Birdo, um, Panna, Free Sight Bike, Panna, mm. and Yu Yu. You know what I mean? They, they was they was the youngest at the time. Yo, yeah. Kamu, face, shout it out. They went to the D. You know what I mean? So now when they come back, they brought Foxy out the house. You know what I mean? Right. Like, my man, my man, Shaky Ryan, and all of them. They Foxy from around they way. Fox right. used to be with them, you know what I mean? Right. So they running around, they, they young. I'm talking about they young, but they hype. You know, their energy right. is crazy. They fly. Yeah. If anybody from Brooklyn remember um, my first year home, 95 Biltmore. It was a talent show in Biltmore. It was a, that's the West Indian Club in Flatbush. It was okay. a talent show there on Easter. I ain't going to front. I had some bum-ass polo shit on. I just came home. <laughs> um, my man AV took me there. Um, Panda's sister was taping it. Mm -hmm. They all came in there. Free Luca. Shout it out, Luca. So they all came in there with Versace down. And back then, Biggie wasn't wearing it. Only artists used to wear it was Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Okay. And remember, they from Westchester, and they had that shit up there in their mall. They sold Versace up there in the mall. So that's something right. different. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You feel what I'm saying? The niggas had the glasses, the hat, the belt, the right. Versace down. 
Right. They blessed the town. You feel what I'm saying? That took the fashion to the next level. That's when Mr. Foreign was born. That's when I, I realized that I'd grown from all around to Mr. Foreign. Never boring. You feel what I'm saying? And right. that's when hip-hop took it to the next level because Klepto was the Sigway. Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? Klepto right. was the Sigway. Bong, bong. So now, since they on a big platform, they artists, is the whole world looking at them. So now the whole world gonna look at them and emulate. If you notice Biggie's first video, anybody can go back and check this. Um, party bullshit, uh, um, juicy and all that. He had no Versace. He had regular glasses on. Okay. The next video, you see Klepto in the bathroom with Versace's on. Klepto, Terrence, he had Versace's on. Biggie did. Yeah. When the girl was urinating in the urinal, he didn't have glasses on into the total remix. Um, Lincoln Terrence, he came okay. through with Keith Murray in him. That's when he got the Versace. Remember, he had none before that. And once they got a budget, then you can get custom-made Versace made and all that. Because it wasn't right. made that big. You feel right. what I'm saying? Okay, um, yeah, it's heavy. Yeah, yeah, that's heavy. So, uh, uh, um, like I was saying, we, we we influence a lot in the fashion sense. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you can't tell you, can, you can't tell a lot of a lot of other people that because they really wouldn't bear witness. Right. Um. Um. I don't even know where else to go. Um. Let, let, let's talk about let's talk about that transition though. When you when you got back out, you know what I'm saying. You did your time. You jumped back out. Put the brand on. You know what I mean? We 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 know, you know, you know I'm rocking, so you know we we know where it came from when it comes to the fashion, the influence, you know what I'm saying, to this day, you know, even in Philly, you know, you you, you connected down here's people down in Philly like oh, oh, Philly, my home. Even, even with even with my pops, you know what I'm saying? Like yo, low was everything. Like, yo, we we busting down the low stories, okay, we doing this, we doing this. But I go listen, back and look at I'm looking at the I, old pics. They had the teddy bears to, and all that I back go, then. I can go back to dimensions. I can go back to Dimensions downtown, Market Street. I can go to John Watermakers. I done ran out of John Watermakers and hit the track before. <laughs> I can go to Scrub Bridges and the Galleria. I can go to Scrub Bridges and the Galleria. We done right. bust windows on town. <laughs> Real right. Second home. That's my second home. I, got. I love Philly. That's and, love, man. And, and, and I, I, I'm not going to front minus the new era. Mm-hmm. Um, of the low life, I fucked with Philly more. Okay. Um, when I say that, meaning B Bill is a great B Bill is me personally is no low lights without B Bill. Mm-hmm. It's certain people in our culture, myself would be no low lights without me. It's certain people to be no low lights without. Me. Most definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, Shy Slow is one of the major ones. Mm-hmm. He's one of the he's one of the major ones. The first one, them L's that we throw up, like I right. said in a few in- interviews and stuff, he created them L's. Mm. I'm gonna say that one more time. I just had a conversation. I was in Philly like a month ago. Right. And, um, me and, and, and Miss Kelly, me and Miss Audrey, his mother had a conversation, right? Mm. <clears throat> and I had to reiterate it to her and explain to her again that if I ever be extremely successful from this cookie. From this logo for my lifestyle, right? Whatever PC Mike would have got, she's gonna get. Because right. even if my peers don't recognize it, I recognize it. Mm-hmm. He, besides him personally influencing me, I'm gonna put that to the side. I'm gonna say the whole culture. He right. created those L's, them two L's that we throw up. He created them L's. Right. He created them. 
That's, that's, he's the one who used to throw the two L's up. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Now, besides that, a lot of people don't like to bear witness to this, is 90% of the low life was money makers and ladies men. Mm-hmm. Money, hoes, and designer clothes. You don't right. hear nothing about mayhem and they'll murder. Right. That's real. You don't hear that. You just hear the plot. My man get money and get bitches. Right. So everybody hated us. Right. The thug niggas, man, this nigga try to trick on my bitch. Oh, he's a bitch ass nigga. They got no gun. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, that's real. Yeah. And ain't nobody goes through more trials and tribulations than Dead Cat Mike boosted Billy. He went to Cybertron. Cybertron is Cybertron. He went to printing, graphic. That was the school of the Decepticons. The Decepticons was our robbery. Not your right. birthday, because remember, I know the original one. Right. But that, back in them days, that was like, Mike was like being a head crit, the most famous crit person going to a blood school when is in the middle of a blood war. That's how it was. But guess what? Mike came back to school every fucking day. Right. He came back to school every day and came back fly and still fought. <laughs> real one. Real no, that's one. a real one. I'm talking about right. real. Right. Now, what people misinterpret about B. Bill is this. He didn't grow up with the traditional family structure. It was only him and his sister, Michelle. His okay. rest of his family's in Philly. You know what I mean? So, we was his family. Right. And like I stated before, me and my peers, our family, our our, our parents had deficiencies. They had vices. Right. So they wasn't perfect at the time. Right. So when internally your household is not at harmony, you go outside the household, household to try to find that escape. Right. And sometimes you find it in your peers. Mm-hmm. And that's what Mike did. So when we fought each other eternally, he'll cry. Like, you know, you got some people that siblings, I mean, they, they, they ain't fighting their siblings. They fight their family. But let right. somebody be outside the family, it's a wrap. They're going to go crazy. That's how Mike is. So some of the people, some of our peers misinterpret that to say, oh, boy, ain't like, he ain't that wild or he ain't this. But he never ran. He did this. And the most important thing is he was innovative. Mm -hmm. He took his show on the road. Right. When I say he took his show on the road, I mean he took his show on the road. Um, What people got to realize is being 12 and 13 years old, it's hard. It, it takes courage. I guess it takes some some type of courage to, to maybe get a package of weed from an older dude on the block and stand on the block or in front of the project and get ready to package. The right. older dude is watching you. It still takes courage. You might still get locked up and you know go to um, you know juvenile or something like that. But right. it takes more courage to go all the way in the, to get all the way on the train, go all the way to Manhattan, or go all the way to Jersey by yourself. Mm-hmm. Go in a store where you know nobody at, with a whole bunch of white people at. Right. And take what you want and come back home. I know right. people that kill people that can't do that, man. I don't know why. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people been raised and read not to steal. So that was installed in them from home. So they don't right. steal. But I ain't talking about y'all niggas that steal out your mother pocket. Y'all niggas that steal from your baby mother. Still <laughs> out, you know what I mean? Fuck out of here. Right. You go around here and shoot a nigga. You talking about, man, how you go in that store and steal? Nigga, where right. your courage at? You feel right. what I'm saying? No, that's real. That's real now, shit. <laughs> now, it, it, it left me well versed with me being able to go to Philly, go all these other places, Pittsburgh, at a young age, everywhere. 
when I'm right. getting locked up, it ain't nothing. I'm used to meeting new people. I'm not. I know how to interact. You feel what I'm saying? It makes me well-rounded. Right. Right. For sure. That's what Mike brought to the game. That's what Mike brought to the game. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? That's just one of the things he brought to the game. Yeah. yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But people in Philly appreciates that. They don't try to remix that. They don't try to put themselves above that or compare themselves to that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Let, it, it, it is what it is now. What I come to realize with a lot, uh, I, I knew it in my upbringings, mm -hmm. but during the years getting more educated and studying and reading more stuff, then I can identify with it and I can realize that people be, I guess, insecure in their own self. Yeah. And so they remix stuff or they pump fake. Right. What makes what makes a man a man or what makes somebody stand out is not what you go through when you chilling, when you're at harmony. It's what is when you go through trials and tribulations, obstacles, hurdles. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And right. how you come out or what you do afterwards. That's what's the, the outcome. That's the most important part. Right. You feel what I'm saying? But if me and you it's from the same block and somebody around the corner identifies from the same block, but somebody else know that I got a gray sweater on, you got a red sweater on. The person with the red sweater is the person that um, the female wanted or whatever. That's the, that's the one they want, the one in the red. Mm -hmm. I know that, but when I go around the corner, all I say is, yeah, we, we both was over there and I do something to stand out. I might be loud or boisterous. I might make a joke. I do something to stand out. So they grabbed me. I knew they was talking about you, but I, I didn't say nothing. Now, technically, I didn't lie. Right. Right. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of people do that in my in my culture. So now, mm -hmm. when I say that, I'm saying this. I'm not pro. I'm not. I'm proud of everything I went through. But the beginning stages of my life, I I could have done differently. Mm -hmm. Now. Some of my peers, specifically the Brownsville side, yeah. the Marcus Garvey side, shout out to Rack. Rack was one of the first ones to do this. He got he got out early, like 15. 15, okay. 16, it was over. Once he met right. his wife, her family came in, you know what I mean? GED, he started doing productive stuff because they worked with the community. He never did crime anymore. Right. But he's proud of that. He's proud of that change. Most of the other people in my culture is not proud of that change. Or, like him and like some of my other peers, me and my peers from St. John's, we didn't go to school. That's why we was illiterate. That's why right. most of us in jailbirds and most of us in prison. Right. The other people went only four o'clock. They came after school. They went to school and got their education. So right. most of them had families or had families, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs or business people because... Right. We know now by them going to school and having an education made them more grounded, made them more right. rounded, made them more educated, made right. them better equipped for life. This is why we 
back. That's why I'm, I'm backwards. I mean, not backwards. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm in the back. You know what I mean? That's why I'm, 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 I'm sagging or dragging. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Me and my yeah. business because I got 20 years in a fucking can that I missed out on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. older people used to tell us this, but we don't bear witness. The st stupid shit we was doing back then, I could have sit out here, been a regular motherfucker, and I'm going to have everything that I'm trying to get now. A crib, good credit. Right. The girls want to fuck with somebody. Well, yo, the nigga don't do crowd and win. He ain't going to jail. I can talk with him. <laughs> so I had to go through 20 years or not come back to do this shit. I could have right. said I had to do that shit. You feel what I'm saying? So if the, the people that did that ain't proud of that. So now, the people that's constantly in the streets, the ones from the 80s that remember or recall mm. us, the low life, they think about us. The ones they saw in the streets, the ones they saw in the stores, the ones they saw in Farfet, the ones they saw in jail, the ones they saw in the juvenile hall. So right. now, <clears throat> about 10 years ago, when you see seeing flicks of the low life or stuff on, on, on YouTube, Oh, that's not, no, that's not the niggas that, I, I, they don't look familiar. That's not the niggas that used to be on 12th and Harrow, right there. That's the, when you come out of North Philly, right, the train, Orange Line. No, that's not the niggas, nah. That's not the, nah, that's not the niggas that used to go to the mall in Springfield, when you take the trolley over there, or when they was in King of Pressure across from Western right. Coast. Nah, that's not the <laughs> niggas right now. I don't know that nigga. Right. They don't look familiar. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the, the quick remix. I don't have no problem with, 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 with Breaking it down because um, I think it's Vic or Rack. One of them got a famous song. Um, it's two L's. One is one. You can't do one without the other. One can't exist without the other. And I bear witness to that. The laws of opposites. Mm. Black and white, day and night. Um, positive and negative. Right. Man and female. Right. Yin and yang. And if it wasn't a soft nigga, it wouldn't be a hard nigga. And no ugly niggas, it wouldn't be handsome niggas like us. You feel right. what I'm saying? So, <laughs> laws of opposite has to exist. Right. So, with that being said, if y'all was the smarter ones, or the more mature ones, or the more common ones, then state that. Because right. it's it's still not one without the other. And we right. still, it's one hand washes the other, and both wash the face. Mm. That's the same problem, bringing it full circle, that I got with people outside of Philadelphia. Right. Low lights. Shout out to Rick Lowe. You know what I mean? Low Lights in Philadelphia, Wallow, shout it out, 2L. Low Lights in Philly, network, stick together more. Right. Like any other organization, any other clique. New York City and other areas, oh, they might, you got this little division, you got that little division, you got this little division. So the outside people still win again. Right. Right. And, that, and, that's, that's, and that's a major key in, in keeping the conglomerate together, too, man, is, is that concept there. It's really knowing the full circle of everything. And I feel like even, you know, in the game culture, we, we lose that a lot. You know, people not understanding why they doing they, they, they don't they, they, they don't understand. They, right. Like, I, I understand the dynamics of, let's say, most gangs, like, say, Bloods or Crips, or where it originally came from. Um, I ask a lot of people, yo, you a gang member? You know who Karl Marx is? What's, what's Marxism? They don't know who Karl Marx is. How you right. don't know who Karl Marx is if you're a gang member? Right. That's like, I, I said before, that's like a person being a Christian and you don't know who Jesus Christ is. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass serious. No, Karl no, Marx, I think that. Communism came from Karl Marx. Hmm. His ideology. And that's right. where the Black Panthers, the Black Liberal Army, Army, and that's where that movement came from. That's where right. Crips come from. That's where right. Bloods come from. Revenue for the community, for the people. Right. Even right. though 
other people may have got into it, it turned to negative or turned to the straight. But what, what, what it was originally intended for, that's what it was intended for. So if you're sincerely a part of it, you should know that history. Best. Because past make the present, and the present make the future. You got to know where you're coming from, to know where you at, to understand and see where you're going. Right. That's common sense. That sense is common, and everything is full circle. Everything's a cipher. But parents should tell you it's nothing new under the sun. Everything revolves around it. So everything go around, and that right. is a fact. Right. One twenty, one twenty, one twenty equals three sixty. This shit is—it's not even complex. It's, it's mad simple. Yeah. But with, with other ingredients and adjectives, the shit turn out gumbo or some shit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll be mixy. That's, that's real. That's real. And 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 that's kind of why you know I feel like where we are right now in the culture, we have such a separation because you know some of the guys don't want to do the research on what's going on in history or where where the the culture came from, how it evolved, who were the real influencers, who adopted what to make it bigger. You know. No, they don't want to do that. Yeah, that gives a lot of power to the industry now. You know, like you said before, you used to get everything from the streets. Everything was from the streets. You go here, you figure out what's going on in the streets, and then that's what was popular. You know, and I feel like the industry took that formula and used it on us. You know what I'm saying? They'll take what was popular in our neighborhoods, fabricate it to their liking, and then put it on the forefront, man. So just having people like you on my live to be able to really tap in with the history of where, where the culture oh, really oh, they already honored. They already do that. Um, I ran across the book twice in my life. One time I was, um, about a year ago, we was working on a reality show and I did mm. auditions. Um, one of the production, one of the producers, um, when I was explaining myself, she got hyped. Like she was hyped. She's like, oh my God, you're a low life. She said, um, when she was in school, she majored in um, marketing business, I mean. And she read a book called Marketing Geniuses. Okay. Right? And they had a whole chapter called Walking Billboards. Right. And it was talking about us, low life. Oh, we yeah. Were children. Unbeknownst to ourselves, we were walking billboards for Ralph Lauren. We didn't know no better. Right. right. That's crazy. That's fast. But guess what? The same shit going on right now today. All we do yeah. is name other people's names. Me. All the time, it's the foreign. Rudy right. O, Heavy Duty, and Gucci, bro. And Louie, yo. All I do is name other people's names, though. And that's going to families. Right. Other people, I, that's other people merch I'm selling and promoting, right. and, it, and guess what? That's leaving a legacy mm -hmm. and, and, and generational, generational wealth. Right. It's right. a difference. Fuck me, just having money. So when I'm dead or when I'm gone, that's it. No generational wealth. That's real. Gotta have something to pass on, man. And that's and that's the number one thing that we really got coach now is being able to have something, establish it, and be able to pass it on. Whether you hear it gone or whatever it is that thing has to keep going. You know what I'm saying? I got my own thing. I got the Drippy Fish brand. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully that take off yeah, and I'll be able to pass that off to the young. Big fish, know? the big fish. Facts, facts. So, you, you know, know what, that's, that's but, real. But you got to stay, you, uh, people got to stay on top of their business, stay on top of their game. Like, say, for example, um, shout out to RL Jury again, Rack Low. Mm -hmm. um, Rack been making pendants for about, I think, about 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, low light pendants with our logo. Right. With the Ralph Lauren logos and everything. Don't you know Ralph Lauren emulated him like two years ago? Oh, yeah? He sell pendants now. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Now, now, I don't know if you could take that as a compliment or not, but 
what's bad is you don't let them in for no merch. That's like me pulling something off your page, right? I got I borrow post off your page, but I don't tag you. Right. That's kind of like how you know Dapper Dan's situation was. You know, Thank uh, Dapper you. Dan got his thing going, and then once it seemed that it was really building the brand without them paying this man, it was a real thing. You know what I'm saying? But look, we got they, they giving us a one minute left on this live, right? I oh, want to bring you back in. Yeah, yeah, they giving me a time limit. But look, I'm gonna bring you back on. I'm gonna end this one. I'm gonna end this live and bring you back on so we can give me. First had a lot of dope information in there, a lot of gems. I definitely encourage y'all to tap that out, check that out. But we're gonna bring Big Bro in this joint again and get this second half going so we can really, you know I mean, tap in and understand where the culture came from, um, the transition uh, of the fashion game. You know, we we really getting into it now. You know what I'm saying? It's getting it's getting to the part where you know we updated and current, and we can really see the difference in how you know our effect on, on what's popping is real. You know what I'm saying? What we put our stamp on, our name on, what we do that innovates different brands and names really affects what's going on in these offices. So we're gonna bring Rudy back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we back, man. We back. So yeah, you yeah, we get we get we get into it. So let's 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 keep it pushing. Let's continue to talk about, you know, you were just talking about how uh RL just, you know, borrowed the idea. Oh yeah, from Ryan. You, you know what I'm saying? And you know how other companies like, you know, uh, uh Gucci and you know, these brands really oh, 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 you brought up you brought up um that. Yeah, yeah. You know, those two L's up, two L's. You brought up that. Um Right. I love, I love, I love bringing up Dapper Dan for this reason. What Dapper Dan did in the mid 80s, or early 80s rather, early 80s, what he did was technically we say copy, uh, um, trademark infringement. Mm. Uh, he didn't have permission mm -hmm. from none of the major conglomerates to alter their material. Right. Now, what happened was he was an entrepreneur the same way me and you is. Big right. fish, low light, we entrepreneurs. Right. Um, he was an entrepreneur from his geographical area, which happened to be Harlem. Um, mm -hmm. and of course, his community supported him like they should have, which was right. the neighborhood, the neighborhood hustlers, you know. Alpo, like I said, I brought them up before. Fucking da -da 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 nigga, Alpo, A Z, God bless right. the dead, Rich Porter. You feel what right. I'm saying? People like that, you know what I mean? They were shopping from a Mike Tyson and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So now, since they buying from, like I said before, everybody emulated the streets. Right. Even me, I emulated the older pairs from my community. Right. That's how life is. Facts. Um. He took it and corporate America saw that they wasn't making no revenue off of it. Mm -hmm. So they incarcerated him. He went to jail for it. He went to prison for it. Right. But now, I don't know, a lot of people may not um, notice, but I'm gonna just break it down. Um, who was that? Mark Jacob and Carl mm -hmm. Legafield. Okay. They worked for Gucci and they worked for Louis Vuitton before they got their own business. They were mm -hmm. designers. And um, in the early 2000s, um, when I first got locked up, when they first brought all that stuff back, you see they emulated that, but then it came out. See, when I was a child, the Gucci shirts and all that, no clothes had Monty Grams going all around it. That was only luggage and pocketbooks. Right. So anybody that knew about real fashion back then knew that that wasn't real. 
Right. You see, if you if you remember Jay Z old song say, "I got real cheese on my chest. I don't need that." But then, right. he had a Gucci shirt on. Like I had Gucci shirts. We had real Gucci shirts on Fifth Avenue for the Gucci Mansion with the right. Italian flags going all around it. Or go to Secaucus, New Jersey, the Gucci outlet and get the Gucci right. kick. You know what I mean? Niggas wear right. real G shit. So what they did was they went and looked at Dapper Dan, uh, Madonna. They looked at that era, the graffiti era and all that, and emulated it. Right. So now that's what brought it back out in the modern sense. So now right. when Dap came home, they did a smart thing. Gucci did a smart thing. Fuck it. Let's get a motherfucker. Let's get a brother a job. Yeah. Gave him a job. Licensed it. Let him do it in his home. He got a, she got a store in his house. In his brownstone, I mean. Let him do that and eat. Because guess what? It's still cross-promotion. They still right. eating. And they acknowledging. Mm-hmm. Now, you see how uh, crazy that sound? That they incarcerated him for it. Came right. out and still gave him employment. Slave tree. <laughs> Ralph, listen, but, but listen, Ralph Lauren, Ralph Lauren still won't acknowledge nobody for our culture, none of the original people. Right. The closest he came was letting Thurston Howell III sell his book for seven days and seven nights on his website. Like, that shit was out of sight. I think they might have threw ASAP Rocky in the, in the magazine or something like that or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that like, shit is crazy. Do documentaries, you see the HBO documentaries? They, 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 you acknowledge people, now you see people. So why nobody can't get no no type of employment? That's 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 the, that's the part of that's the part of the business where you know you gotta have a love for the culture. And if you don't got a love for us, man, you know it just ain't no, no way uh, to hide that. Ain't no way I to say, hide it. I say I say part of part of it is is on us. Low lights as a whole. Um mm-hmm. Right now, it's almost 300,000 lowlights. Every post I ever put up, I hashtag lowlights. So I'm right. counting that, I, 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 I'm doing that calculation according to the hashtag only on Instagram, right? Okay. It's at least almost 300,000 hashtag lowlights. Mm. So now, out of 300,000 lowlights, 10% is what, 30? Right. Out of 30,000? 300,000, 300,000, 10% would be, uh, three, what was it, 30,000. That's what I said, 30,000. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so, that's 30,000 consumers. For merch. Frankly. For merch, if, if we supported each other. Right. We wouldn't need Ralph Lauren. Yeah. Or, it should be some of us are reckoning, Ralph Lauren should want to be, you know what, I, I, I want to do good business with some people. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Especially right. when, shout out to like the RLPC, uh, my man Classic, Lifer, they do community stuff. Ever since I've been home, they've been Coke drives, Ralph Lauren. Actually, the first year I came home, I think, 08, I think he gave him an award one of them years. Ralph okay. Lauren Company acknowledged them for their charity work in the community. Right. Coke drive. You feel what I'm saying? So right. uh, at least at least let people do things like that or be a part of promotional pitches or, or yeah. something. You feel what I'm saying? It's none of that. And also, in addition to even on a on a business side, um, mm. I I don't know, man. Business, business, it's funny. It's funny. It, 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 I don't want to be get all long drawn out about that, but it's best that we just do stuff internally. When I say that, meaning if we got merch, support each other. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Support. 
100%. At this level, that's what it's about. Because right. Ralph Lauren got a billion, a, a, a billion dollar company. Yeah. <laughs> and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I never heard of him um, doing nothing terrible around my way in Brooklyn or Philadelphia. Not, in, not definitely not in Philly. You put a thing so. But look, our, our, our polo tees cost more in Philly. <laughs> he even taxed us. <laughs> yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, he got like nothing come from nothing. Like, come on, man. Like, this, this shit is crazy, kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, so. But, 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 but. It's bigger than, it, it, it's bigger than Ralph, man. It, mm-hmm. It's bigger than Ralph, kid. Like, it, it's so bigger than Ralph. It is, man, because. The culture itself wasn't influenced by Ralph. Y'all influenced the culture to make. Yeah, us we influenced culture. culture. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I said even to this point today, like that's that's what we do. You know, the polo tees is everything. The, the new you get this, you get the new teddy bear, or you got the new teddy bear, all that. You know what I'm saying? What's the, where you get that one from? Like it's everything. You know what I'm saying? And, and y'all really set the tone for that. And that's why I embraced making my own clothing line, just because I know the effect that we can have in fashion and in culture. And putting your own piece to something is everything. And you put a legendary piece in the game, you know what I mean? So having you on the show again, man, it's an honor. I appreciate you. Bro. Thank you, man. Philly the second home, man. That's real. So let's let's talk about what you got going on this year. What's your plans this year? What you got coming up? Um, I definitely gotta get my pack soon. You know what I mean? I'm gonna need a couple hoodies and all that. But yeah, 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 yeah. Some merch. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I shot a few scenes. I'm working. Um, I'm almost finished a documentary on the crossroads of the world, Times Square, Donna right. Times Square, 42nd okay. Street. Um, I'm about to start working on a pilot for um, Netflix. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to um, say what it's dealing with because you know it might. It might. It might. We want to give ideas, right? Yeah, right. right. It might, but, it's, it might. but it's in the works, though. Yeah, it's in the works. It's in the works. Okay. Um. um and I. You know the internet, cyber stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the internet. Um, I got, I got something real big with that. Okay. Coming up, um, my son, my my son's an artist, so I'm gonna try to focus on him and focus more on my podcast. Okay. Um, I got um, Rudy Low Chronicles. Um, right. I'm gonna inform the audience why I chose that name. Um, same thing like the low life name, the the, 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 the logo. Um. Oh damn! I was about to look at it, but I I, I took it off. Me, um, I designed it this way because it's universal and it's gonna last forever, and it it, 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 it represents me forever. Yeah. So therefore, um, when I was away, like I said before, things was remixed. I'm Rudy Lowe, the creator of the logo. Right. right. Um, things was diluted, tampered with, and everything else you want to call it. They had a, 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 a fake Rudy Lowe on my spot. It was a fake Rudy Lowe. Yes, it was, but I'm the real one. Right. Um, for nine years and four months. So once I was released, I had to advocate like I did for my freedom, mm-hmm. advocate for my spot back. And I'm back on top. Um, right. According to the numbers, they say numbers don't lie. Right. Um, I'm back. I'm back. Um, when I first started social media page, like I said before, it was a fake Rudy Lowe. Mm-hmm. So I say you want to put Rudy Lowe out there. I did. My, my Instagram page was Rudy Lowe and my Facebook was Rudy Lowe. Once, um, shout out to Dark Lowe. Once, um, 
I realized I was gonna do a podcast. That's when I try to come up with a name. Um, I'm a fake ass lawyer. One of my nicknames is Exquire. <laughs> I, 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 I talk myself up the can. You feel what I'm saying? All right, right. Um, no, I'm um, that. So, I said okay. So, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, how I gained my freedom. Um, all jokes aside, realistically, is breaking everything down to the smallest compound. What I came to realize is communication is everything. Right. Um, I was a brute most of my life. I was aggressive. I was, I was a gangster. I was, I was hard. I right. cut police on Rackets Island like I was hard. I thought right. we, could, we could win with these. And once I got the life in, in jail, I realized you couldn't. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not a fool. I, I was a fat nigga and I can't run. I can't run out of jail. I can't escape. <laughs> I'm not diesel. I can't beat my way out. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I ain't had no more money on some real shit. So I would have died in the can. I had life. Mm-hmm. So I had to do. It's fucked up, but every time I'm back against the wall, I do what I got to do. You put mm-hmm. me on the moon, I'll be home soon. I promise you. Right. So I turned around and I hit the books. Mm-hmm. By hitting the books, I always been argumentative and debative. Always been like that. Right. Once I first time I went up north, my first bid, being in Southport, Southport is Pine City, New York. It's a box, twenty four hours. I used okay. to want, I used to want to engage in a conversation, but I wasn't yeah. educated, so I wasn't hip. Right. One of my men, my OG, God bless the dead, Indio, and Mario Machete. I learned this from them. I got in the gate arguing and shit, and like I said, I ain't know. So. They hit me like, yo, boy, like you ain't really educated, but you don't know how. So they just slide me books on the low, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I learned from there the dynamics of, of communication and all that, right? Right. I mean, back then, I just learned how to research and be hip. Right. That's when I got into the music and all that. So, like I said, remember, I already had, I already had the ability to memorize things. I was, I was a right. rapper already. Right. So. That time in the box, I learned and I, I created my dream and my goals mm-hmm. and had everything mapped out, read all the books, did all that. And since I was incarcerated, I used to get in trouble a lot. So I learned how to beat my disciplinary hearings. I used to learn doing that first. You know what I mean? Right, so the right, baby right. steps. Um, right. So now once I went back with the life, I was already educated. I knew I knew entertainment law. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? I knew. Um, um, correctional law, right? You feel what I'm saying executive right. law, but I didn't know criminal law, so therefore I went to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I learned the criminal law, learned the words and all that, and, right. I, and I know with communication, got to break everything down, everything to the smallest compound, right? And that's how I got my reversal, that's how I did my trial, that's how I wrote my appeal, dealing with the words you heard, facts mm-hmm. on the words, solo. You feel that's what I'm saying? So, so, with that same drive, that same passion, right. the same ethics that, that, that I utilized to gain my motherfucking freedom, and right. believe me, I won at the first level of my appeal, which is like one in a million, and I did it per se. And I did it in 15 minutes through oral argument. I, I convinced six judges. You feel right. what I'm saying? You only need four. I convinced, I convinced all six. It was unanonymous. So I said, after that, I, it, it, why can't I? Why can't I convince a person out here? I don't got education like them pilgrims up there that sitting on that parole board. Right. So back, back to what I was saying. When I'm coming up with the motherfucking podcast, I'm like, 
These niggas out here playing, they remixing. Right. You know what I mean? Niggas is lying, remixing shit up. Oh, I don't recall and all this and all that. So, all right. I don't like to fuck with facts. So, when you chronicle out something, <clears throat> you tell it step for step as right. it is verbatim. You don't right. add nothing in, you don't take nothing out. Right. So, that's where the birth of Rudy Lowe Chronicles, and that's what it's worth. You feel what I'm saying? That's yeah. where it comes from. So I tell them, you check my articles. I beat right. all the obstacles. Check out Rudy Lowe Chronicles. And my right. sin is authentic. I'm going to tell the truth. And it's urban lifestyle because most of my peers and most people think because of my name, because of who I am, that's mm -hmm. all it is to it, which is low right. life, which is shoplifting. Right. Like, nah, that's so old school. Like, right. that's old. Like, I be dissing them dudes. They bozos with polo. Like, that's old. I'm tired of talking about back then. But I just right. understand that the game, the name of the game to be sold, not told. Why should you tell it when you can yeah. sell it? So, since everybody talked about the low lights already, I go over it. Because all I'm doing is critiquing it. Right. Critiquing what was already spoken. I'm not giving you nothing new. If you want it right. new, you got to pay for it. You got to pay your dues. Right. Because this is what is. business is. Exactly. And this is what merch is. And this is what promotions is. And right. what branding and marketing in it. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Remember, if the if corporate America called us walking billboards, I understand the dynamics right now that I'm the man, I'm the brand. Mm -hmm. And our shit's representing this land, even all the way in Japan. Right. Right. This shit this across races, creeds, it, even age barriers now. Even age barriers now. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. And that and that's where that's where you got to get your flowers while you're here when people got to really understand and recognize you being you, regardless if it was positive or negative or whatever was going on, you caused the ripple in the universe to put a stamp on what y'all did. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's the American dream. See, right. see, see, I was, I was conversing with Rack a few days ago, and he was like, son, this is what they want. And I was like, yo, Rack, like 20 years ago, I was telling you this. We are the American dream because we went from rags to riches. Nobody want to hear about you when you just blew up. Nobody wants so what you so, so what you was fly. It's very right. few people that they want to know what you went through with the mud, who died, when you got beat up, when this happened, when right. that happened. Right. And I want to go through that too because guess what? I'm gonna appreciate it more now. Now right. I appreciate it more. But but like I say, it's just not a piece of clothes no more. Right. It's just not a piece of listen. All these new low lights for anybody. Anybody can put polo on and be fly. What makes them different for me? The clothes? Nuh-uh. It's the person that's in the clothes. Right. It's how you right. rock it in the history of the clothes or the history of the person that wear the clothes. Right. 100%. 100%. You feel what I'm saying? Yo, I tell people all day, man. This is like, sometimes it used to be like that. I, I'm grown out of it now, but it used to be like almost having sex getting fly, kid. Right. <laughs> no, like, no, no. Nah, like, it's addictive. You know what I mean? Like, <coughs> like I'm used to it. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't you want to stand out? Who don't want to stand out? Who don't want to be different? Right. On the regular, now, too. On, 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 on the regular. Consistency. On the regular. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but, but, but what, what, what kills me is this. You have people that may have been part of our culture, Mm. or liked our culture but now it's late on in life because remind you remember we got to keep it 100 what that gay ass nigga said Snow Billy and somebody else 
A lot of people socialize um, our culture with them shit. You know, boosting, oh, that's some gay shit. That's some soft shit. Oh, niggas still in right. clothes. Oh, that's some bum shit. Uh, you feel right. the way? But check right. this out, right? Check this out. I can go back to when we was children. When niggas was working for other niggas, we was walking around with sacks in our pocket. Stacks right. and stacks and stacks. Right. <laughs> Even right now, same shit. All right. my mans don't steal. They still low light. Some niggas fuck with watches. Some niggas like this shit. This this shit is a different level. It's right. a different level to this shit. But niggas only know the retro. All right, so right. y'all can stay there when it's time. Then y'all know the next level. Right. You feel what I'm saying? But right. it's all the same shit. It's all the culture. It's all money, holes, and clothes, kid. And yes. another conception is another misconception is the polo. That was our clothes or our uniform at that time. Mm -hmm. Nobody just only wore polo. Right. See, polo was fly at that time. Polo's not that cream of the crop no more now. Purple label, retro of certain pieces. Other than that, man, you got all types of shit now. Gucci, Versace, you got off-white. Hey, Yo, you got so <laughs> many labels, it's a goddamn shame, kid. Yeah. And everywhere you can get custom-made shit now. Right, everywhere. Everybody got machines making their own merch now. Facts. So what's really gonna make the clothes different now? What? A logo? Gotta be the person. You can't say a logo. A logo right. is nothing because everybody got the same sweatsuits, the same style sweatsuits like Nike Tech with right. different logos on it. Everybody right. got the same type of hood sweater, a different logo on it. Right. <laughs> so what make a difference? What make your brand on this person? It's the person. It's the yeah. struggle and the story behind the brand. Right, right. People buy into, or people want to buy into the story, the legacy, the history. Right. Fuck, niggas just don't want to wear a piece of clothes or what? Because the yeah, way they yeah. look at it, you ain't no cracker. You ain't, this shit don't cost a trillion dollars. Everybody ain't knocking out the door to wear this. That's real, 100%. They, and, they, and they'll definitely knock something for it that's, that will be of substance, but it's for a low price too. And I feel like there's a lot of flaws we have within us that we got to overcome. And, uh, you know, that comes with education and understanding. But, you definitely 100% right about it. Look, look at Supreme. Look at Supreme. They give me shit for free. They gave me shit for free twice. They gave me packages. Called me into the store, gave me packages. They shit is cold trash. <laughs> all they do is remix what everybody else do already. That's all it is. That's all. I, call, I call them a repost brand, but they're good at reposting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they put very few stuffs out. And select a few people get it. So now it's hard to get. So now once something is hard to get and certain people wore it already. Cause consumers is is not that bright sometimes. Right. Right. That's because something costs a lot and this person wore it. Oh, that's the shit. Oh, that's the shit to wear. All right. You feel what I'm saying? Or oh, this come on, nah, they ain't no good quality, or that look just like that one. Why haven't right. you being original? Like you going with the person that did it first. Exactly. Exactly. But they feed, they feed for, like I said again, urban, urban, ur urban, like urban wear, urban, urban wear and street wear, corporate America and all that feed for. They couldn't get it lately in the last two, three years. So they went to the skateboarders. That's where Palace came from. Supreme. Yeah. Even when Palace did the collaboration with Ralph Lauren. Right. They, they skateboarders. That's the, yeah. because, but see, the thing is, they want the youth. Right. They don't know no other way to get to the youth but through the skateboarders. Right. And gang culture. 
Right. And the only two things they know how to get through the youth in music. Right. That's that's all the big fat people seem to get through the youth. So what yeah. they do is, my opinion again, and can't say it's factual. If you're an artist or a person with a big platform, you wear it. Everybody else gonna wear it. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't have like you no. Know, you know, I still do the Doug Fizzle. So years ago, I don't have off white before it ever came out. Before right. before um, what's it called? What his name is from the Bronx? Um, a boogie. Before anybody started talking about it, wearing it, niggas okay. ain't want it. Soon right. as once everybody start talking about it, now nah, niggas want it. Like, come on. If you go on my page, this is my word. Like in 09 and 10, I had mad bags. Matter right. of man's the rank of me. Boy, why are you wearing all them bags? You got nine bags, got this kind of Louis Gucci, all at the same time, all types of I, I used to call myself my back utility belt. Right. <laughs> I still got all my bags. I stopped. Now, years later, everybody wearing bags. The, the gangstest niggas in the world wearing bags. But right. I'm not mad. You feel what I'm saying? Because you copycatting my swag. I'm always a trendsetter. I'm a thousand right. miles ahead of y'all. Nobody do it better. You feel right. what I'm saying? Niggas chase letters, man. And that's factual, kid. Yeah. So Yeah, that's that's hundred percent, right? That's 100%. <laughs> and, and a lot of times too. And I, I'm even guilty for it because when the off-white, when I first got introduced to it, I'm like, man, what's this, man? And then I, then you're skeptical if you don't really know your history. Cause I'm like, yeah. what off, I'm like, what off-white mean? Are they trying to say black? Like, what's up with this joke? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Shit. You're skeptical. So even even just, you know, coming out with a new brand or something, hitting the wave, it's all about the story behind it. Like you said, that's what brings it back. Because I even thought about when I questioned a few brands before I really looked into it. Like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Look, look, and then it catches the wave, and then everybody loves it. Off-white is a black dude. What his name is again? Um, What, the owner? Yeah. Remember, happened recently. Where like a year ago, like when the um when COVID first happened or when the protest first happened, they uh -huh. asked him for some money or donate certain and they gave some little bit of money or some sucker shit. Oh Virgil. Virgil. Virgil, yeah, Virgil. That's yeah, that's yeah, the one yeah. that's the one that um Gazelda, they always shouting them out. He right. Give, he only gives shit to the rappers for they can wear shit. Facts. No, yo, and the, you know it's crazy even with that. Is he got his he got his brand in, in 2K, you know what I'm saying, the video games. Even the my players, people are online dressing their my players up in these brands. You know what I'm saying? So it's even it even got to that point where it's it's over commercialized and it's over all all over your face. All the kids, like you said, they, they marketing to the kids because that's who's really going to spend that money. Got that that extra money with no responsibility. I call it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possible money. <laughs> yeah, so they, they got no they got no mortgage and no no overhead shit. Right, right. But that's real, man. But impactful, man. Impactful. Great conversation, OG. Again, I appreciate you, man. It's been dope learning from you. Oh, yeah, bro. that's right. No, uh, I don't mean to cut you. Somebody said, Low Lights put Jan Sports on the map. No, that, that, that was that was uh, the best knapsack in the world at one time, for a long time. Up facts, the video, facts. don't get niggas. <laughs> facts. Nah, hey, yo, no, no, that's, that's the crazy part, because I don't, I don't know. Some of my parents, I'm 30, so some of my folks might remember the jazz sports was the expensive backpacks when we was Yeah, when we were little, that shit was expensive. You know what I'm saying? Those were the expensive drones. Yeah, had the little, had the little, a lot of had the brown patch with the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, brown, brown up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Hey, look, OG, I definitely got to have you back on the show, man. Oh, definitely yeah, got to stay in Thank touch you with you. Man. Rick I Lowe, shout it. out to Rick Lowe, man. Two L's, Rick. Big wow. facts, man. Big facts. Shout out to the low lives, man. Shout out to the whole movement. 
everything that y'all did for us. We're going to continue to support, man. You already know the love that you got in Philly, man. So I'm going to tap in with you on the regular. We're going to stay updated. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get some, some of the pieces. Oh, for sure. For sure. You already know, man. Get, keep pushing so we can have something to push for you. You know what I'm saying? We here to support you. Next time I'm down, I'm gonna pull up on you, man. We might oh, do something live and shit. That's a bet. Oh yeah, yeah, let's do right. that. You know what I mean? Come touch right. down to right. our, our studio. We have bad English studios. You already know we're gonna take care of you. You don't, you don't yeah. need nothing but I'm yourself. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna pull up, I'm gonna pull up like a huggies, man. Don't worry. That's a bet. That's a bet. Salute, OG. Appreciate you. L's, baby. You already. One. Yeah, though, man. Look, exclusive, exclusive. I told y'all all year. I'm bringing out the real movers, the real steppers, the real setters, man. The ones that's really doing it for the culture. The ones that's pushing organically and authentically. That's what it's really about. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people in this industry that's doing what they do, but it's only a certain amount that's doing it right. You know what I'm saying? So salute to them. Salute to y'all for tuning in. We're going to be back tomorrow with another exclusive. We're going to be doing it all week. You know what I'm saying? So big shout out to y'all for tuning in. Rudy Lowe, tap in with him. Go support. Go cop some merch. Go get the story. Y'all have part of the story here. So much more we ain't get to cover. But we're going to have another show. We're going to link up the person and bring it out again. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get some real, real exclusive. Hey, big shout out to my sponsors, man. We're keeping this thing rolling. Exhausted No Hype Magazine, Radio Pushers, DrippyFish.com, Entrepreneur Talk, Philadelphia Globe. Y'all know what it is. It's for the culture. It's the district.